Burvis, hi, hello. This is going to be an episode where I tell you that we're starting when we're starting. No, I don't believe it. It's always a trap. It's always a trap. But no, we're starting. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Boy, it's, it's been so a, nice to be back. It's nice <laughs> to be back. It's been a week for the show. <laughs> Honestly, we can say that. It's no yeah. longer about us. It is about the show. <laughs> yeah, like it's been a, a week for the show. Uh, Purvis, tell everybody what happened. Um, so there's a, we have a lot to cover. If we're yeah. being honest, we're going to yeah. talk about we're the podcast. Be, yeah, but... up top we're doing a bunch of like <clears throat> podcast breakdowns. We got a bunch of stuff to. Is this announced? Would you say we're announcing? Yeah, this is, this could be yeah. an announcement. We got we got a, nice a, 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 a slate of announcements. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then last week we are reviewing I mean... one of the better albums of the year. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be. I'm pretty positive this is gonna be in both our top ten. Yeah, SOS says that. Yeah, she like put her whole heart into this album. There's a whole insane. something in this album. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it is insane. It's it so is good. so good. So good. Um, but I mean, let's just jump right into it. We we first want to talk about the podcast itself. We had a, a pretty big week. Um, yeah. From from last week, anyone that tuned in. We pretty much decided to just discuss content creators that has inspired us. Um, yeah. Coming into this, it was a very like, it, it was a it was a reach and it was a dream. We, we yeah. came into it like we do this all the time, yeah. and like we'll, we'll sling out a couple episodes and see where it goes. But the idea that like we've reached out to the people that inspired us and they actually provided some feedback they yeah. responded they messaged they even put us on their own platform we got a bunch I of cannot, love. Bunch like, of love. i cannot i yeah. cannot say how much i appreciate each of those individuals and anyone that could find our podcast from them. <laughs> yeah no it's it's wild that most of the people we talked about on the show last week responded to it and was like yeah. you know offering <clears throat> some word of encouragement uh, some feedback. So real quick, I want to shout out uh, Harrison of Alpha Media. He reached out. He gave us a bunch of love. Mm-hmm. Uh, Turning the Tables reached out. Uh, yep. You know, we uh, we got a, a shout out from Murs. You know, he gave a us a story love. as well, right? Uh, Justin Hunt gave us like three Justin gave us Justin Jesus, Hunt man. retweeted us, got us a bunch of engagement. Justin Hunt is. Who, by the, the way, <laughs> the goat, the person I was most certain would be like, "Fuck these kids!" Like, <laughs> it's, like, it's like he's too busy. Who are these people? Yeah, he is. He's probably, I mean, yeah, he's probably writing the next breakdown, putting <laughs> way more thought into it than we have ever put say, into this podcast. Like, <laughs> I'm about to say more thought into that single episode than we put into our entire series. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, we truly do appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, we appreciate everything it. that you've it's, done for us. You know, we're hoping to maybe work with some of these people in the future. Uh, you know, once we've earned our pay, once we've earned it. Mm-hmm. So it, it's an exciting time. Mm-hmm. And it kind of comes at a crazy time because, like, I, I think the wildest part about last week's episode was that when we were, like, when you pitched it to me, we were like, oh, that's a really good low effort filler episode. <laughs> like, yeah, literally. It was like, because, oh, yeah, that's, because that's an planning, easy one. <laughs> because the next, the next thing we want to announce is that we have an end of the year special coming. Yes. Uh, the Golden Nugget Big Awards, heights. or whatever we're going to call it. This is uh, what we're founded off of Golden Nugget. Yeah. Sponsor us, please. Yeah, sponsor us, please, Golden Nugget. <laughs> but we've been, we've been putting a lot of work, a lot of thought, uh, 
into what that special is going to look like. And so when you came to me with the hip hop creators thing, I was like, oh, bet this is, you know, some of these podcasts, and this is the thing I like about it. Some of them, it's just easy to just jump in and have a discussion. And some of them require that research. And personally, I like both. I like having to do my homework sometimes. Mm-hmm. But like when you brought that up, it was not one of those. <laughs> It's like this is obvious. These people that I like up, check out every day. Yeah, it ended up being like the biggest events in our podcast. So mm-hmm. I'm flabbergasted that <laughs> something like that all this happened. So I mean, honestly, it, looking at it in hindsight, it just clearly makes sense. Um, another thing that we were going to talk about is our engagement in terms of our Spotify rap because that's what most of our yeah, listeners, another thing, listeners yeah. are, and like it just proves how. We're a community. Like we right. bring everybody into this when we can. We have guests when we can. I know people that listen to it all the time and like update me on it. And, like yeah, we we take that all into like consideration. I we're, actually, like, actually making news. A good friend of mine, someone who you know, when you're an adult, you don't get to talk as often as you like with the people you care about. But like, good friend of mine texted me out of the blue just to be like, "Hey, just so you know, I listen to your podcast sometimes, and it's real nice, and I enjoy it." And it's like, oh. That's, that's yeah. a super cool feeling. So, yeah. as, as everyone knows, like Spotify raps happen. And because we post our podcast through a company Spotify owns, we got like a rap for it. And the numbers just gave us a whole lot of encouragement way before last week's episode. <laughs> like, yeah. and so if we wanted to take a minute up top, seeing as we took a minute up top to think, those individuals we talked about last week, I want to just take a minute to thank the listeners that listen every week because it's like, damn, I know it's it's a small circle, but I've always liked that. I don't like knowing yep. a lot of people. Like, <laughs> it, it brings danger, but yeah. the people so, that we do have. So all the people that listen, you know, Patrick, <clears throat> Jasper, uh, Isaac. Obviously Isaac. Jeff. <laughs> Lenny, shout out you guys. <laughs> like, I'm about to say honestly. Christian sometimes. Like I was gonna say I trust me, I, I can go down a list of names. I'm, yeah. <laughs> and, and like even just thinking that, uh that's really encouraging. Just yeah. even and, if it's in my inner circle yeah. and they're reaching out to their friends and yeah. if we get <laughs> if we get an additional fan a day, that alone gives me encouragement. Yeah. That, that keeps me pushing. And also I wanna I wanna bring something up. So apparently we're like 11 people's number one podcast of the year. <laughs> I need to find at least one of these people because no one I talk to on a regular basis is <laughs> one of them. Because I love you show I'm currently on, but you're not my number one listening <laughs> podcast. I have to edit it. Like, <laughs> look at this thing, Brandon. I don't even listen to yeah, podcasts. Like, we don't so, even, like, <laughs> It's insane because we're sitting there thinking like, oh, it's probably nine because it's one of us. No, it's truly 11. <laughs> it's 11 people that like truly listen to us. And like, I appreciate that so much. Well, this show was in my top five, but it was fifth. Okay. Well, yeah. That's... So, you know, because I, I do listen to it every once in a while. Just be like, just like to reference back while I'm editing. Sometimes I'll just blow it up on Spotify or iTunes. Mm-hmm. And it's convenient. But yeah. So just a, just a huge thank you to all of our listeners, <clears throat> uh, all of our supporters. It's great. It's crazy yeah. that we even have those. 
Yeah, exactly. I, I do not take that for granted. Yeah. I consider us very blessed and very also, lucky to be here. If you're someone who doesn't know us in person and listen to this show, reach out. We want to hear yeah. from you. Like you are say, the person <laughs> we want to hear from the most. Like Yep. Um and I mean what I was gonna say if all of you could give feedback on whatever you think, trust me, we do take this in consideration. We love it. We, we kind of we teased at the end of the year podcast, but like you said, we have a lot coming up for the end of the year, and this will be a little, I guess, uh, what what is it like an interview hiring session, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. But yeah, essentially, got... what, what we sorry, well, what? well, we're definitely doing a casting call. Yes. Yeah. So we're doing an end of the year special. I guess we're getting. Away from the thank yous mm. and into the, the slate of announcements, he says, as if he's not sitting on a folding chair in his bedroom. Uh, <laughs> like, so we're doing hey, the end of the year special. It's going to be a full breakdown of the previous year. It's something that I think holds a, a place in me and Purvis's heart because it's something we've been doing for literal years. Yes. We, right after we met, we started going to the Golden Nugget restaurants on New Year's Day, uh, just maxing out on breakfast food because it's the best food. It's so good. It's the best food. Uh, and talking about the last year because, like, once you're in January first, that's it. Like everything else, yep, everything's in the, the first rear start, room, right? <clears throat> and like, I've always kind of hated how end of the year lists started coming out in like the end of December and then like the beginning of December, and now like at Thanksgiving. Right. right, it's like wait for the whole thing to be in the rear view, you know. Uh, that should happen to me with 2016, never gonna happen again. Uh, <laughs> we would have missed things like today, like SZA, yeah, like SZA, exactly. So, like, we're using this as an opportunity to make a, a special, a special episode. We're gonna be uh, releasing it on January 1st, uh, ideally. On January 1st. Uh, maybe <laughs> shortly into January 2nd. Right. Uh, and the big announcement is that we're switching to video. Big jump. Yeah. Big jump. So this is... I definitely think it's important to remember that this is a podcast above and, be, uh, above and all. So it's always going to be... Like as we move forward and like progress the show, we're always going to make sure that you... That it works audio only. Right. I, I think that's say... genuinely important to me. Uh, but yeah. How you are listening now will not change. Yeah, if effective. you're listening it only be to it right upon. now, it's not going to change. What we are going to be doing is we're going to be start, starting to upload video versions of the show on YouTube. And also just putting clips out on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. And now I do think it's important that we we say this up front. The end of the year show is going to be video, and then the podcast will be video from then on. But they are going to be two different things. Like <laughs> yes, yeah, we the, do not live that close to each other. Yeah, the <laughs> we end do of not the have a studio. Show, we're actually going to be in a studio together, hashing it out, talking it out. Uh, but uh, going forward, we we always do this over the computer, and we're going to do that. Until we get to the point where we can justify meeting up every week, which hopefully isn't a year. Like, 
you know. So yeah, we're end of the year special coming. Uh, permanent move the video coming. And we are bringing people in for the ride. Yeah, we're bringing people in. The team is gonna grow. You know, uh, you know, we always we always said the unpaid nobodies could never just be us. Right. Yeah. So when we have someone officially ready to join the team, we'll be you guys will be the first to know. Well, mm-hmm. Purvis will probably be the first. To know. <laughs> or me. I'm probably going to be bringing them on. <laughs> yeah. Or me. Uh, <laughs> one of but, us. But then the listeners shortly <clears throat> after, if it happens on a Thursday. <laughs> you you'll find out when you find out. Let's be yeah, honest. you'll find out when you find out. Fuck off! Like it's our podcast. <laughs> we can't make that one of our phrases. We have some good phrases that cannot be one of them. But, what this is our podcast? Like yes, <laughs> I love that. I love that catchphrase. But um, it's a great yeah, justification but... whenever we want to take a break and talk about a Marvel movie. It is true. Yeah, yeah. video games, Marvel movies. Speaking yeah. of, I, I guess we can kind of start easing towards the news. You just told me Spider Man, um, the what the metaverse or whatever it's called, oh, is Spider-Man this across the, across the universe, yeah, across the Spider Jesus Christ, what, what is this even about? It's Miles Morales going into the multiverse, baby. And Jesus I, Christ, I don't know about you, but Loki, I think that Into the Spider Verse might be the best Spider Man movie. Interesting, that's yeah. saying a lot, yeah, like. There's some good Spider-Man movies out there. There are some good Spider-Man movies. And before No Way Home, it was definitely the best Spider-Man movie. Now it's like, eh, maybe. But I, I still think it is. You don't like the Tobey Maguire movies? Oh, I love the Tobey Maguire movies. But it does match up. <laughs> I just... There's a difference between good and great. I'm sorry. Like... Right? I'm not mad at you. Yeah, more great and perfect, I would say. Like... It is perfect. I'll give you that. Yeah, it's an incredible movie. So, shall we talk about albums? Yeah, because we got a a big one to talk about this week. Yes. um, Let's jump right into it. Obviously, the big announcement. Another TDE member, Absol, is dropping. Herbert. um, Long awaited. Jesus Christ. And there's been rumors, a lot of critics and reviewers who have listened to it are saying this is some of this best work yet um in terms of intellectually concept and just like pure quality bringing in all these different skills into a hip-hop album um this is big this <laughs> it, is big look there's i'm not gonna lie there's gonna be people out there just like who's absolute and i get it i honestly do and i'm not mad at you but i need you to understand that this is a big deal it's a big deal yeah yeah you know, to be honest, <clears throat> I haven't heard that. I've heard almost unilateral excitement about this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I, I just know Absol himself isn't exactly like popular. No, right yeah, now. he's not. He's not like a hot artist. No. Yeah. So but, if you don't know, now you know. <laughs> yeah, no, it, but run, don't walk, because Absol <laughs> is fucking fantastic. Yes, obviously, he has multiple projects already out there. If you want to get a little tease snippet of what he's like, I advise you to dive in immediately. Or you will be left behind. Yeah, no, this is going to be... This is a big one. I would say this is like up there with like a Pusha T release. Or a Sizzle mm-hmm. release. Yep. Oh, which I mean, this... The Sizzle release is up there, obviously, because we're going to talk about that in... Psh, Jesus Christ. Um, 
But uh, another one that's coming out this week, we have Little Dirk and Only the Family. Um, I'm going to be honest. I don't understand the Only the Family part. I don't and know I don't know is. who's that tied down to. You know who Little Dirk is, though. Yes, I know who Little Dirk is. Yeah, obviously. okay. <laughs> um, but I, that's coming out. Yeah, I, I know who Little Dirk is. God damn. Like, <laughs> Shit, I, look. I'll say it on the podcast. We don't really listen to him. I don't really listen to him. I'm, no, I'm just going to be a situation where I'm sitting there and I'm going to be like, I'm going to put on a little Derek album. That there's never been one, and I don't think there will be. That's a fair point. I can't blame you. <laughs> um, I can't get mad at you. Another one coming out is uh, Paper Route Frank uh, by Young Dolph. Uh, we have Jacquees coming out with Sincerely for You. No, that's an older R&B person, so. I'm aware. Shout out to the generation above us. <laughs> um, and then, do you know who Little Sims is? I'm aware of Little Fletcher? Sims. Okay, perfect. This is one of the ones throughout the year. I was like, no, I found a new album. This is serious. This is it. Um, she is fantastic. Yeah, uh, no, I'm I'm fully aware. I I've listened to the one that everyone says is great, and it's just as great as everyone says it is. Mm-hmm. Gotta do the full deep dive, but I've heard that album, and I will. Be, I haven't gotten to No Thank You yet this week. You know, I was really focusing on SZA. Listen to right. it once. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot of songs. <laughs> it is a lot of songs, but it's not long. No, it's, it's not super long. It's a great bass. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. But yeah, uh, Lil Sims came out with that over the week. There is also going to be a short film coming out tonight, partnered with the album. I am loving the return of all these music videos and yeah, films. Yeah, no, visuals are on top right now. Yeah, they disappeared due to COVID, but we are in full stride, full season. They are back. Um, Love it. Jumping jumping into some of the singles, uh, speaking of another huge release coming up from movies, Avatar 2, or whatever the name is. Yeah, The Way of Water. Out. Put yeah, some respect on its Look, name. Man. I'm gonna go watch it. It's got blue people. (laughs) Well, that's gonna be the extent of it. Watch the blue natives. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll we'll definitely be checking out that movie. But the weekend is having a single coming out with it called "Nothing Is Lost." You give me strength. Um, Yeah, I'm here for it. I'm excited for it. We kind of talked about this either last week or the week before, but it doesn't sound like this might be a soundtrack or anything. So no, it's just going to be a lead single. But yeah. I'm I'm into it. I'll, I'll be listening to it. I'm going to go see the movie before Christmas. When does it come out? It's the, like the tonight. Oh, tonight. Yeah. Well then, never mind. I, I guess it makes sense why the yeah. single's coming out. Tonight. It's just, it's just you know, I, I'm probably one of the biggest Avatar defenders of all time. Okay. Uh, it is not Miss the Podcast level movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> just okay. Just putting it out there, just letting it be known. If we discuss it on the podcast, it's fine. We have our occasional movie reviews. Yeah. <laughs> We've only had like two or three. We yeah, no. Well, we might do. We'll do Spider Verse for sure. Okay, yeah, we'll save it for Spider. We'll definitely do Spider Verse again. Yeah, yeah Spider Verse. Uh. All but right. It, yeah. Anyway, back to the singles. Um, did you know Juice World came out a single like literally either yesterday or today or something? No. Oh God. Yeah. Stop pimping ghosts. Yeah. Uh, it it's definitely gross, reminded man. me of our other conversation. Yeah, it's just gross. It's 
I definitely think there was music to be released after Juice World's death, but not anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say we. I think we have passed that point. If we're being honest, we passed that now, point. Of course, that's ago. opinion based, but uh, I guess the fans might be happy. It's only a two minute song. It's not even. It's not a whole song. <laughs> like, yeah. let's, let's just be honest. Yeah. It's a snippet that was good enough to be edited into a full quality, and we'll leave it at that. Yeah, um, it's not not a good look for the world. Yeah, not to be disrespectful towards him or his estate, but it's just not working. Um, some other singles coming out. Masego is coming out with a single. St. John is coming out with a single. Um, I believe yesterday Diddy featuring Playboy Cardi came out with a single or um, Party Next Door. Jesus, sorry. Yeah. Diddy featuring Party Next Door came out with Sex in the in the Porsche. Um, I'm here for it. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. Last week and the week before, I was kind of like dying off the whole singles thing because it felt like it's just being mass produced. But everything here besides Juice World, I'm excited for. Yeah, I'd agree. I do like Party Next Door. So that'll mm. be fun. And, he disappeared for a while. Yeah, he did. And also St. John and Masego. Masego and St. John kind of actually yes. exist in a similar space for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what do you mean by that, then? In just kind of like space. moody and good. Like, oh, you know, like, yeah, yeah, like, They're like, oh, do, do I want to listen to something that's moody and good? And I'm like, yeah, and I listen to that. Like, <laughs> it's like, this is a Now, I'll give you that. Purvis. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for one of the most important holidays of the year? Yes, I'm ready for one of the most important holidays of the year. Because it is, Chief Keith's Finally Rich (laughs) is turning 10. 10 years old. If it was a a kid, I would have bought it a gun by now. Like... (laughs) Oh, bro. (laughs) Why? It's absolute (laughs) classic. It's, it is an undebatable classic. It's it reaching is. defendant self-age. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. Where were you 10 years ago, Brandon? Where, where was I 10, 10 years ago? ago? Oh, my God. I was at community college. Uh, that was my first time going. Oh, so you were definitely playing uh, some cheap I was absolutely. Are you kidding me? Let's go through this. Love Sosa. Check. Classic. Hallelujah. <laughs> Check. <Classic. laughs> I don't like... Check. Be, 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 be. No tomorrow. That's fine. Hate being sober. Literally about. Oh me. my. Literally <laughs> written about me. Literally. This is my life. He was in the studio. And Chief Keith was like, "Hey, Brandon, are you still working at the hat store?" And I'm like, "No, I'm at Panda Express right now. What's up?" And he was like, "What do you hate?" And I'm like, "Being sober." And then the song happens. Like, <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> But <laughs> classic yes. album. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you have asked like, I'm, I'm not even mad at you because, like, I, I literally am looking at these trail track, tracks, and it's like, Jesus Christ, this is just so good. I mean, like, look, a little bit of my love of Chief Keef is definitely tongue in cheek, but undeniably one of the most innovative artists of our lifetimes. Undeniably. Someone who he just is responsible shook for like the a game. whole subgenre. <laughs> like, he reinvented rap in a way that. Look, I see a lot of people give the Migos a lot of credit <clears throat> that they deserve. 
But I feel some of that credit should also go to Chief Keef. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like he plays a significant role in like the entire that whole subgenre there. Yeah, and like, and he was one of the first. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And his the thing I think is most interesting is his influence was out was far outside of just Chicago Drill. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, we have so many like other artists that just kind of came up underneath the same style. He really is like, <laughs> even though Soldier Boy jokes about being the first to do everything, like Chief Keef can actually have the honor to say he's one of the first person to like push drill like this. You know, here's the thing about what you just said about Soldier Boy is that he he is right a more times than I would like to admit. Like. <laughs> Referring to just like being that influential. Oh yeah, like he created he basically everything. created online dance trends. It's true. I don't think they, it, they even there are entire <laughs> oh, dude. There are entire yeah. economies built on shit he started. Like, don't get me wrong, Soldier Boy is like annoying, but like extremely. But like he kind of pushed for things like TikTok. <laughs> yeah, and absolutely like. You know, not right all the time, but like absolutely an innovator. I will not have any any slander. Yeah, I, I mean that's totally fine. I was living up to say like the the point that you just brought up. It sp- specifically for our generation, that is like a capsule in time. That is like a, yeah. a very specific time period where everyone's doing all these dances, uploading them to YouTube, and it yeah. became, like, an actual phenomenon meme. Like, I know you haven't seen season three of Atlanta, but there's a whole episode dedicated to Soldier Boy and, yeah. like, the uh, actual Soldier Boy dance. Like, it, it is a staple on our community. Yeah. <laughs> Whether we like to admit it or not. Yeah, it absolutely is. And he had more of them. Remember Kiss Me Through the Phone? Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's all I have to say. Chief Key, finally rich. It's a classic. No debate. Come fight me. Like, <laughs> okay, that, that's fine. Um, but I heard there is going to be a new version, which is why we're even discussing this. Yeah, um, it's going to be like a remastered. I'm assuming we're discussing it because it's a classic album turning ten. But yes, I think there that is also be a remastered. True. Right. Um, and another actual holiday, Brandon coming up, <laughs> um, is Christmas. Smino is having Christmas. On the 18th in St. Louis, very similar to the um, Freddie Gibbs thing that you're going to next week. Yes, it I am. It's the day before. The, well, Freddie Gibbs is also playing on the same day. Oh, okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I'm just so, he's doing two shows. I'm going to the first one. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely dope. Love. Love that. <clears throat> Would love to be there, but I don't live in St. Louis, and it's Christmas, <laughs> so like. We'll we'll have our turn. We're gonna uh, get our Smino and Jid concert. So excited. Oh my god, dude. That is the best <laughs> that is the thing I'm looking forward to most in twenty twenty three. What would you do if like they brought out Denzel Curry? Like well, well, <laughs> What would you do if they brought out Denzel Washington? Like <laughs> Okay. <laughs> To be honest, just, neither one of those are too far out of reach. And he just started doing scenes. Like, <laughs> it's like, damn, yeah, training no. day right here with Jid? Crazy. <laughs> Bro, we would literally have to, like, check ourselves. We, we would honestly think we, like, died in, like... <laughs> I remember there was one time where we we were at work at the Blue Store, and we were... How do, we t- how do I put this? 
We spent a long time in my car inhaling drugs. And we... Wow. <laughs> and... <I'm> with this. <laughs> I say... <laughs> Go on. Carry on, Brandon. What, what, what was we going on? And we like started... We were in the little, little hole in the wall we would hang out in. And we were like, what if we made an unpaid nobody's movie? And we were like... What do you need, President Denzel Washington? Like, Denzel Washington would play the president, but he's playing himself. Like, because we kind of figured in a perfect world. In a perfect world. Denzel Washington would be the president. I mean, look, right after Obama, who's next? Yeah. Uh, you know, not it's great. Denzel Washington, that's yeah. obvious. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so should we talk um, about some of the biggest cuck behavior I've ever seen? Carry on. <laughs> Do your thing. The Drake 42 Diamonds thing? Um, yeah, I, I don't quite understand. What's what, what's the point? <laughs> Why was this even in the news? It's like, oh. It upsets me. <laughs> First off, could you imagine thinking that 42 times? Yeah, no, there, there's no. So I have I, thought I guess... it twice, and I'm an idiot. Like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've I thought. I, I've thought about the concept of doing it maybe twice. I haven't thought about actually doing it twice. I can't even say that. The the idea of Drake proposing to 42 different girls... Well, let me correct myself. He didn't say that. The concept of Drake proposing 42 times to a set of women. Who knows yeah. how many times for each Probably woman. like 34 women. Like. <laughs> um, He has decided to make a necklace out of all the diamonds that would have been wedding rings. I think this is really lame, and he should stop doing this. <laughs> I just, I, I don't really, Brandon. I don't know what to say. This is, this is big Taylor Swift behavior, in my opinion. <laughs> I was trying to think of something to like categorize this, because like a lot of people are like, oh, that's light skin behavior. Even though I don't like the idea of like that. This is something that will be wrapped up underneath that concept, but I can't even put it underneath like a light skin behavior. I just this is just kind of weird, dude. I this, I bet Drake is this is so, worse. <laughs> I bet Drake is so happy that a certain rapper is having a bit of an episode right now. <laughs> yeah, otherwise well, remember, this... they like each other now. They like each other now. I uh, yeah, but Drake's Jewish, like yeah, that's true. You know, like, uh, and yeah, I bet if we didn't have, you know, a, a rapper openly advocating for awful things, I bet this would have gotten more flames. It's definitely, yeah. yeah. I mean, at this point, the thing is, and I was kind of thinking about this after we did our Her Loss episode. Yeah. Like... Even though he has made this his own persona himself, I don't think anyone's advocating for him. He has fully acknowledged that he is now the like fuckboy of the industry. <laughs> yeah, like he is now the face of it. But and like, he's how, not much responsible it, how much for of it is an, how much of it is an act, though? I mean, even still, like we, we've talked about, like for example, obviously this is not along the exact same trend, but like we talk about Pusher T, and it's like, does he actually sell coke? Yeah, I don't want to answer that, but like we're gonna think he does because of the role that he has to play. Yeah, and I think it's along the same line of like even if I, okay, this is all that's fake. fair. That's fair. 
that's even fair. if it's all fake. That's fair. It's like, bruh. But then, but then you listen to West Side Gun and Convoy, and it's like, dude, these guys are so like, oh, <laughs> this is actually drug dealing. This is, this is shit. I'm going to sell dope now. <laughs> the amount of times that we've texted each other in the past month or two, it's just like, look, we can put in our two weeks today. We can make this work. <laughs> Dude, I would fucking... I would be... A rock-type yeah. gym leader, if you know what I mean. <laughs> they... they... <laughs> I hate you, sir. Stop playing Pokemon. This is not allowed. Yeah. This is not allowed. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Can we not combine the concept of selling crack with Pokemon? It's basically dog fighting. Re- <laughs> Am I wrong here? Am I wrong here? I, I guess, but still, <laughs> it is a children's game. Yeah. None of the actual Pokemon get hurt. Yeah, they faint. I think conspiracy theory. When you go to the Pokemon Center, all right. So what we're gonna do now is move on a new Pokemon to the Pokemon Center. And they killed the other one. About- all right. Speaking of <laughs> shit, no one cares about. Like, <laughs> I tried my hardest. <laughs> No more conspiracy theories. We spent this episode giving acknowledgement. I'll do what I want. Acknowledgements <laughs> in love. Imagine if they listen to the rest of this crap. They will. <laughs> and you know what? I bet but they're anyway. dying right now. <laughs> anyway, as you said, Nav, Nav, whatever. He's going on tour. Navigation. And we're going. What if I call them that for now? What if I call them Navigation? That, was, that don't even make sense. <laughs> Nav. Brandon, we're going. We're going to the concert. Okay. Well. Okay. <laughs> okay, but I'm gonna get real drunk. Like, it's fine. That that is fine. I could be the designated driver, and we can go listen, and you could be as upset as you want. It's okay. We're gonna pout. Where, where am I? <laughs> the grown man just say he's gonna pout. Yeah. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> I pay taxes. I can pout. Like. <laughs> All right, man. Whatever you say. Yeah. Um. Well, let's let's just end off the news on a good on a good note. Yes, undeniably um, great news. No. Huge announcement. Gunna is free. Yeah, he is. Um, I believe I don't know the correct verbiage, but he took a plea or something. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, he took a uh, he took a plea. He's free. I don't know the exact details. I just saw the video of him walking out of the walking out of the jail. Yes. Um, you know Twitter had a field day and did his thing because Twitter's uh, just a black hole of mess led by an uh, insane person. Yeah, by um led by the insane son of an emerald mine owner. Like Yeah, he's just I, I don't know what to say. But, but anyway, you know, Twitter did his thing. You know, some people are talking about, oh, he snitched and all this other stuff. Um, I don't think any of that is true. I think if you say he snitched, obviously some people are memeing, but I, I just find that so dumb. Um, no. no, a plea deal, a plea deal wouldn't be snitching. Exactly. Yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't snitch yourself into a plea deal. 
Um, but yeah, there's a little video of him pleading guilty. He is released, and then I think uh, Young Thug was found in court right afterwards or something like that. But I don't know if he is released actually. Um, but this is this is kind of big news. They've been locked locked up for a very long time, and it's kind of crazy how like people aren't talking about it as much. But yeah. it, it, it's huge to actually hear that there's been some progress. I want to say, um, and I'm excited for the next album because they might actually have something to say. Wow. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's no, uh, that, that's pretty much it. YSL could definitely release some potent shit. I just am waiting for that sample. You know the one I'm talking about. The sample? Yeah, where he, the the judge is like. He's, oh, he yeah, directs yeah. traffic. <laughs> That's 100% going to be. If it does it, and riot. Like, the, he is the young slime. Yeah, he <laughs> like, is dude, king this slime. This is gold for anything. <laughs> Do you think the judge did that on purpose? Like, I hope so. <laughs> like, I mean, think about it. I would this pay is a moment judge. of fame. I, I would, would want to be on a boat. Could you imagine if we paid a judge to be like, these two are miscreants who will never contribute to the economy. <laughs> they are unpaid nobodies. <laughs> oh, my God. I'd rather not picture us being in court because we would just mess them up. <laughs> I, I mean, as long as they're not Absolutely. reading my tweets out loud, I'm fine. Have you been blocked again or is it just the one time? No, just the one time. Wow, yeah. look at you. Progress. Yeah. I just, I'm wondering when I will tweet Elon that I know how many windows his house has. 36. I just, there are times in this podcast where I stay quiet just in case someone wants to clip it, you know? Yeah. In case someone wants to take your vocals and use it so that we actually are in court and we need a judge judge to say all this. Just so my voice is not in it. I, I believe... Our listeners aren't snitches. Like, <laughs> I don't I think they would fair. do that to us because they sure. love us. <laughs> if you say so. Purpose, introduce right what we're in. talking about this week. We have been blessed finally with Bless the SZA album, SOS. Yeah. Um, SZA has been. In the dark since her last project five years ago, Control yeah. in 2017. Very similar um, gap to Kendrick. I actually think it might be slightly longer. It might be slightly longer, but around the same length. Um, and I just want to say at the top of the conversation, at the start of it, that SZA put her entire, like, everything into this. This is, this is, this a, is a very impressive album. Ugh. Yeah, no, this is a a statement piece, right? Like, it is, it's really something wild, right? It is absolutely bonkers to me. First off, the range that is Jesus. on this album, like, the different places it goes, uh, just absolutely wild. And yeah. it, it's just, I, I was... Uh, regrettably, I've only been able to listen to it once uh, before mm-hmm. uh, listening to this. Besides for a handful of songs I really liked. Um, 
And I was just really consumed by it. I mean, it really does feel like an art piece, almost in a way. Yeah. Um, it, it's very clear that she took her time with this one. I feel like yeah. this is something that's been in development over a long period of time. Yeah. One thing <clears throat> that supports that idea, as you mentioned, is the range. You get some of everything. SZA is singing, obviously, on this. She is rapping, like legitimately rapping. Yeah, legitimately better, rapping. Better than some of your favorite rappers. Um, there are some like uh, country aesthetics within the album, some sounds from that. You yeah. have a full on rock song. Yeah, it's very, <laughs> very pop punk. Very pop punk. Yeah, it yeah. is everything. It, everything yeah, no. that she put into this is so good. She pulled. She somehow got a uh, old dirty bastard feature. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's wild, and I just, I, I think the, and I say this with a few albums, right? But to me, like this one, it blurs together a little bit for me, right? Mm-hmm. But I wonder if that's just because I'm enjoying the entirety of the experience so much. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I definitely think, like, no, there's just, I'm looking at this again, and, like, no, there just aren't a whole lot of weak songs on here. There really isn't. I, I will say. Yeah, like, there aren't. <clears throat> maybe, like, they're not all the same quality, sure, but that's every every single project is like that. Yes, that that is a good point to bring up as well. I was actually going to say, I, I've listened to it probably about five or six times, I want to say. Um, since it came out last week, and I, I must say, like the first time going through it, it kind of blended together at, at first. Yeah. Like there were certain parts that like stood out to me, was like, "Oh, this is really good." This and is also, really good. not inherently <clears throat> a bad thing. No, 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 not at all. It just flowed. Like yeah, it, it, it was f- one of those things. <clears throat> flow is incredible. Yeah, and, and even though we said the range is insane, where it's like multiple genres in this, it still doesn't feel that way. It all feels like it's part of a bigger picture. It does. Um, feel, yeah, it does feel very. It, it feels pretty focused. Like it doesn't feel meandering, at all. Yep. Um. So with that being said, I was actually going to say, SZA had extremely high goals for this i want to say yeah coming off of yeah yeah and part of that she kind of applied to herself and she's mentioned this both in the album itself and also in multiple interviews with the rollout that she's had she said extremely high goals because control was very good within itself but it wasn't necessarily like the most popular album i would say yeah um i I love i love control Oh yeah, and I, I, I remember it having quite the impact when it when it released. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, she would know better than I do. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say even with this, some quick things just to like glaze over in terms of like getting idea of how highly this is rated in terms of its quality. Yeah. Um, some things just to highlight: SZA joins Mariah Carey as the only Black female artist in history to have a solo. Song reached number one on global Spotify. That's insane. That alone is amazing. Um, company. Uh, there's another stat I want to go over. I'm missing it. I think it, it was something that she mentioned along with like uh, Bad Bunny. 
she's in the same quality or the same rank in terms of streams for Bad Bunny for the year, which I think that's is insane. That uh, people do not underestimate the <laughs> Latinas. Like <laughs> I was literally about to say, there's going to be some Americans that I know that like just don't know Bad Bunny just because it's not in English, and I yeah. used to be one of those people. But yeah. let me tell you, Bad Bunny is like Drake level for the world. Yeah, like, no, he's all. He is huge. He's he's <laughs> massive. He, there is he is one of the most popular artists worldwide. Crazy levels. Yes. So obviously, it, it's not just us speaking here from our own personal experience listening to it. There is so much um, evidence, so much support backing up this album that has came out recently. Has been proving it in the numbers, proving it within reviewers. Um. This is this is a pretty big deal, and I think a big staple to a career and just the year in general. Um, how did you feel? I, I guess before we actually dive into the album itself and talk yeah. about its high points or its low points, how did you feel about the rollout just coming up to this? I mean, it was certainly made me aware of it. You know, I remember because I think probably the only thing I was really because like everything was in the background like i was very aware that this was coming out but the thing that really caught my attention was i think it was the video for shirt was it mm-hmm. yep. and i mean it, it it's one of those things where i've just been waiting on bated breath for SZA. so mm-hmm. it's like oh i see it's coming out it's like all right bet i know i'm going to listen to it like there's no way i it, I, it took me until monday to listen to it and i'm kind of shocked it took me that long Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I do think the rollout was obviously effective and all the individual parts were really, really good. But I didn't notice it except in the sense that I was aware of the album coming out, which I guess means it was very effective. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's my thing. I don't think it stood out to me like... uh. Because I think like, I don't a, think the perfect rollout, rollout was like on the level of Metro Boomin, where it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh shit, it calls exactly. attention to you. I was literally about to say, I think the perfect rollout in terms of this year is her loss, just because they did the Vogue magazine, they did the NPR yeah. fake episode, all this other music video stuff like that. That was really cool. Um, yeah. Exactly. So I think this is up there in terms of like one of the top tiers. Uh, we had multiple music videos. We had an SNL um episode with her we had several singles different things and being announced with both her and tp social media so i think the rollout was very effective um i don't think it was like groundbreaking but i think it did its job in terms of like getting the popularity because everyone is listening to this album (laughs) like pretty much everyone i know even people who i don't even consider followers of either r&b or hip-hop or anything that will fit on the scissor actually enjoyed and listened to this because of its range, like we mentioned. Um, so I guess, well, should we go into like some of the highlights or yeah, lowlights when talk- we think about the overall? Yeah, no, let's talk about it. What were some of your highlights for the album? Okay. Um, some of the highlights. So what I'm going to do, because I don't want to do track list quite yet. I just want to say what stood out to me. Um, first, Oh, you're talking about There's like aspects of... of it, like melody, right? Like okay, cool. exactly. Um, 
obviously I love that it has multiple different genres that came into it. That was the first thing that I noticed. All to um, dovetailed together very well. Yep. It, it held together perfectly. Um, believe it or not, I think all of the features we got on this was a unique feature from like, or a unique verse from that specific feature. Someone like, for example, I didn't expect Don Tolvers. I didn't expect Travis Scott's. Um, I think it kind of showed their skills themselves in terms of their range, which shows a lot of impressive things to SZA and what she can bring out of other artists by working together. That's interesting. Um, I... Not gonna lie, I thought it was too many songs. Even though it's not a long album, it is twenty three songs. So it, yeah, uh, that's one it, thing that kind of stood out to me. Yeah, it's kind of it is it is odd in that way. Because to me, I feel like on one hand, I do feel like it runs at a really good pace, and like n- there's not a single song on here that feels. Like it overstays its welcome, mm-hmm. and I don't think many feel too short either. So it is very perfectly paced in a sense, but it is weird that all of these tightly edited, very strong songs are on this long ass album. Right <laughs> now, it, it's I, a lot. It, it is a lot. Now I'll say this: I did not love the Don Tolliver feature. Yep, yeah, I'm totally I thought, okay with that. Yeah, I'm <laughs> okay was, with that, honestly. I thought it was kind of odd. I didn't think it hit very well. I agree. I kind of feel what you're saying about the Travis Scott feature, though. I don't think they're comparable. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. the Travis Scott one is actually, like, it's more along the lines of, like, Coffee Bean, I want to say. Yeah, it feels It's a like softer that. version of Travis Scott. Don Tolliver's was not his best verse because it was a different style that I didn't expect. That could be because I'm also coming off of Metro Boomin where he was like legitimately rapping on that. Yeah, and his um, his verse on that Metro Boomin thing is incredible. He's a sp- yeah. One of his best. So yeah, it, it's tough coming off of that. Um but that that's the only like I don't even want to say flaws because it's not like it's like hindering or taking away from now, but that's one thing that they sent out is just it's a lot of different songs. Um, one other thing that kind of stood out to me, I think, and this is a positive thing. I think this is the most positive thing that I got out of the out of the entire album, which might be more towards like the concept or the topics about it. But I feel like this is it's not often you get an album made from pure like emotion yeah um yeah. it makes it it really makes it feel like a like a piece it's of, real in a piece of <laughs> art in that way you know it exactly. really feels purely creative you know you do not see the the dark side of the business nope on this album one iota yeah and, and i think it, it honestly adds into it because yeah. i think one comment that I saw, and like I, I hate comparing artists, um, but it, I'll try to explain it in a way that it makes sense because, like, I don't want to make it seem like oh they're toxic or something, but like I want to compare SZA kind of towards Future in terms of like what they do for their demographic. I want to say if it makes sense. I don't think they're necessarily the same style or like. They play the same roles within the actual genre, but I think it's, it's bringing very out some ethereal, certain emotions. It's, right, it's very ethereal, but I get what you're saying. 
like I, they do a good job of bringing out some emotions that people don't really talk about like that when it comes to being in a relationship. Um, and they do a good job at showing that it's not always pretty. <laughs> like, yeah, no, like love are is not exactly. It, yeah. it, <laughs> it's not an That's easy hard. thing to hold. I'm, I'm in a very easy relationship, and sometimes it can be kind of hard. Like exactly. So <laughs> this shows like she she speaks a lot about past relationships in this album, and like it shows a deeper emotional kind of display. Because it's easy to be like it's easy to make an R and B album, whether you're lovesick or like you're toxic, but like it, it's a little bit more deeper where it goes into it. Some things that highlighted to me, obviously smoking on your X pack. Yeah. The lyrics are like, um, the aggregate accusations of me being a hoe is weak. The accusation of me being a bitch like that. If you think about it is insane. Yeah. Um, no. F2F. She says some crazy shit out here. Like, bro, she, like, she does not. The, the whole special that. song. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Like, I know there's people like there's so many people out there that like listen to special. It was just like, damn. Yeah. Like this hit. Like yeah. <laughs> this is hard. She, she has for la- no lack of better words. She has bars. There's bars on this album. There's like, bars. Uh, yeah. Like undeniably <laughs> bars in a way that honestly, in a way, a lot of rap, uh, R&B projects don't have. A lot of them don't no. have like those quotables. So I, mm. I thought it was so interesting how many of how many quotables there are. Like it really, really blows my mind. Yeah. Um. Well, so I guess I should ask then. Well, how about you? Is there anything specific that stood out to you in terms of like a low light or highlight? I mean, I guess the structure. Like, I guess we're talking like pure, like more aspects of the album. Unless individual tracks, to me it really was the diversity because I feel like she hit all of these different feels because it kind of is like expressing the same four or five emotions in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. I feel like, which is why I think the album kind of can feel a, a touch repetitive, but also refreshing because like it is something new each time. But it's just, like, it's a new iteration on, like, a, a similar vibe, I would say. But, man, she does so many of them so well, right? Yeah. Uh, whether, and really, like, what was it? I think Low is one of the ones where she's really rapping. Bro. I love that. The Travis Scott ad libs. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's wild. It's wild. <laughs> it yeah. was good. But then she has, like, she has plenty of songs that scratch the, the R&B itch, because... Uh, like Gone Girl and Ghost in the Machine. Bro, I'm oh my fans. god, love those two songs. And I do think like if there is one undeniable benefit of having an album this long and having an album this long that isn't really conceptual, it's thematic. But I wouldn't say it's conceptual, and I don't think it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the benefits is you can have plenty of songs that kind of scratch the same itch as Control. And have plenty of songs that are, like, bold and new and interesting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You don't have to choose. That that was, like, something I liked about Man on the Moon 3. Was I felt like point. it was you a good mix choose. of, like, because it was, like, 19 tracks, it could have a bunch of songs that felt like Cuddy giving us more of the Cuddy we know and love, but also giving him the energy to experiment and do new things. 
right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like I see that very a very similar thing in this album, where like love language, uh, Kill Bill, Gone Girl, Ghost in the Machine, Nobody Gets Me. I think a lot of those really like scratch the control itch and are like okay this is this is my new version of the weekend or drew barrymore or love galore or stuff like that Mm -hmm. and yeah i mean f2f that's the that's the punk rock song right yeah that's the one that stretches out the most yeah that's honestly that was the the craziest thing to hear Bro, it, it comes out of nowhere she, and like you just vibe only she, I, because I miss you. I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> she she could put out a whole album that sounded like that. I yeah. I will say this, someone pointed out that like and once it's one of those things that once you hear it, like you can't unhear it. Uh but it's has nothing to do with Scissor herself. It's just that you can kind of to the people who know like engineering and audio engineering and stuff. They're like, mm-hmm. you can tell this was mixed by someone who doesn't normally mix rock music. And like, they just oh, showed, yeah. yeah, they just showed you like the quick changes in the mix that would have made it popped a little bit more. And it's just like, ah, like, it would have been really great if she does like a whole rock project. That would be like, I'm about uh, to say, with the producer who has experience in the field and everything. Yeah, like, just like a, uh, dude, a quick seven track all sounding like F2F, that'd be dope. I'm sorry. That would be dope. Yeah, but yeah, and I did, I did like open arms, and I loved, loved the closer. Forgive us, forgive lips. Oh, yeah, for- yeah mm-hmm. no, it, it, love that closer. Now, what's interesting? I could be mistaken. I don't know if it came out on release. I'm pretty sure it did. Maybe oh, but it. it has a significantly less number of streams. It does. Yeah. That's the lowest. So I don't know if it was added later or not. I could be mistaken. It was definitely there by the time I got to it. Okay. Maybe I was doing some sample things. So yeah. maybe I could just be mistaken. Um, but I mean, we're already talking about the track list. Should we go down the list? Yeah, talk to me. Okay. Um, so SOS stood out to me right off the bat. I did do my research. Because I'm not going to lie. I was quick to be like, did she sample this from Drake? But no, the producer that made the song for SOS technically made this beat long before Drake's album even came out. Really? So I, mm-hmm. so I don't think there's any core or any connection there. Um, it just so happened that they both found a really dope sample, and I think it works. Um, I think it's debatable that this one might be better. <laughs> yeah. Um, you really think so? How, how'd you feel? How'd you feel about SOS? SOS I loved. I loved the... I, I thought it was a really good tone opener for the uh, entirety of the project, even though, like, because it is a two-minute song, it is interesting how it only sets, like, the one tone, and then, like, all the crazy deviations come, like, in the middle of the track list. But I was a fan. Mm-hmm. I was a fan. And then yeah. Kill Bill, I think, was one of my favorite ones on the track. Kill Bill is huge. Yeah. What did you think about that? Um, I love the, well, the influence, obviously, the Tarantino film. Yeah, um, obviously. Like, how do you not? Anything that's Kill right. Bill related, listen. It, there's only one thing. Yeah. Right. Um, 
I love the chorus. I think the chorus really can wrap up the entire song within itself. Yeah. Um, but even the verses, it everything she put into it was very nice. Everything sounded great. Um, I, I think this was a good um, tone setter for the entire album. I think SOS kind of gets brushed over by me for the first song just because like it, it's really quick. You just jump into it. I think Quill, Kill Bill is the real opener for me. Yeah. Because, like, this is where she starts talking about some of the, like, reoccurring themes and, like, the seriousness behind them where I'd rather be in hell than alone. That's a real thing. People feel that way. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel that. I, I feel that 110%. Now, what did you think about Seek and Destroy? Because this one is one of the ones that I enjoyed it, like, on first listen. But it, um, it also blends together. It's one of the ones where it's like, yes. it's a little wallpapery. Yes. That, yeah, that's exactly how, what I was going to say. So, uh, Seek and Destroy wasn't a highlight for me. Yeah. In no way is it bad. But There's no bad songs. It mostly it's just like, <clears throat> no, not at all. It mostly just carries the pace. It, it flows on with it. The Do It See got a little repetitive to me, but yeah. I, th- I still think it's a good song. Yeah. And then previously said we love low, low incredible, bro. That low is a highlight for me. Yeah, low is definitely a personal a highlight. Because this low, is this is where she's actually rapping. Like she was rapping for real. She could t- she could do a whole rap album as far as I'm concerned. She could do yes. like the thing about SZA is that she has the talent to do like a bunch of. She could do albums in a bunch of different genres now. Yeah, yeah, she just proved it. Yeah, and like she doesn't have to. Dude, she's threatening that this is her last album. I would hate that. Yeah, I know. I would hate I that. I think she said this last time, though. Yeah. Maybe complaining. Uh, okay, so... Love Languages? I, I like Love Languages a lot, actually. Which is funny, because I think the concept of Love Languages are stupid and bad. Uh, really? I just think, like... Trying Do we to dive like, into this? <laughs> It's my 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 counter argument is simple. It's trying to put something as complex as human love into a box that you can check off is like Oh, okay. It's like first off the pe all the people who make personality tests, they're all horrifying bigots. So like there's that too. They were the people who invented that whole thing are like horrifying bigots. Uh and yeah, I, mean, I just I feel like know. how you express love, how you like love to be reciprocated to you. I just mm. think trying to put those things in, in, into a box that you could check off and like, you know, you can get like a flag and like all the stuff. I, I think it's like right. we, we have this, I, I, there's a innate desire in human beings to flatten things down into things that are easy to understand and digestible. I was going to say understandable. Yeah, yeah, digestible. And the thing, but the issue, the issue is that these things that become understandable and then digestible also very easily become consumable and profitable. And it's like, oh, these are just, you know, marketing demographics that you, you choose to be, associated with and like these things aren't actually marketing demographics it's just like it's the way they function in some way 
No, yeah, I was actually going to say the, the way you broke it down, I do understand your point. Now. You know, it's how I feel about Myers Briggs. It's how I feel mm. about astrology. You know, I, that's exactly what I was about to say because I was yeah, about to bring up like, like astrology. I think all just, of that is just it's, dumb. It's silly. <laughs> it's like, look, I I think if you want if you want to read your horoscope, if it's something you believe in, if you're like looking inward, I think it's completely harmless. Have fun, do your thing. Yeah, no, you're not uh, bothering anyone. <laughs> yeah, like do your thing. As long as you don't I judge do, other people, can be I think, like, I think that's the other. <laughs> I think that's the other thing is that like there are plenty of people, and people use other things other than astrology to do this, and that makes and they are also assholes. But I think using it to judge other people—that's a line you shouldn't cross. That makes you an asshole, and that makes, exactly. And that and that means that like and, and like once you start doing that, it's like. Oh, this is this isn't a hobby. This is a belief system, and I was literally about belief to say, systems yeah. absolutely need to be criticized. You know, yeah. and you know, people. I always see like people online bitch like, "Oh, men don't get astro- astrology," and it's like no one's yeah. ever even let me say the last two minutes I've ever said. <laughs> like, <laughs> no one has ever listened to me and like inter treated me like a human being for those two minutes I explained why I don't like astrology and it's like I will say luckily enough the majority of people that I surround myself with do not follow astrology but like you said it's a very slippery slope where and and this is something that I've said for years I don't don't know if I buy the slippery slope (laughs) argument like in totality not just in this situation but Mm -hmm. like because the thing is I think the choice to like um, to to use that as like a weapon is like it's a choice you know like it's yeah not, that's literally what i was about to lead it's into it's not like if you enjoy reading your horoscope you're going to become that person no it's just that there are people who choose what do you do with it yeah there are people who choose to do that with it and unfortunately that means that things should be criticized just like all things that cause you to look at the world a certain way should be criticized. Like, I mean, yeah, I I, I fully yeah, agree. I just think, uh, that's actually where I was about to take the conversation because, like, a lot of the stuff that we're just mentioning in general does lead into like religion itself. Like, as long as you can follow your practice, then do it. Yeah. But like, don't take it out on other people just because they don't follow the same beliefs. Yeah. It just doesn't work. Yeah. You're, and not, like, you're, uh, you're not allowed to judge other people. Exactly. And like, yeah, you're, you're not allowed to just, that's the thing. That, that's the eye rollingly annoying thing about like astrology is, and by the mm-hmm. way, really happy we're having this conversation before we go to video. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, it's just like, it's an excuse that people use to judge others. And it's just like, no, you don't, you don't get to make yourself feel better about being an asshole because the stars say so. Like, (laughs) like, it's just, just like you don't get to do that because God or Moses or Tom Cruise say so. Tom Cruise. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of Tom Cruise blind, I don't know what I'm doing here, but like what a transition. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is another one of the wallpaper songs to me. Really? Okay. Yeah. What about you? What about you? Is this is this a favorite for you? Um, this is probably one of the favorites for me. I think this is the best single that came out. I believe it was a single that came out with the album. Yeah. Um, 
or actually a small snippet of it. I think was at the end of one of the music videos. Yeah, because I thought the only um, single that came out was. Oh no! On here, I hate you. Shirt. Good days oh, shirt. I knew good um, days. Good days came out a while line, ago. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, honestly, if this is wallpaper, I get it. Yeah, I totally get that. I think this is one of. The, um, I, I believe I heard it before the album. So I think it's one of my favorite lead up singles. Yeah. Um, when she's like effing on my ex because you validate me, that's real. Effing up a check, I don't want no receipt. Like all of this, there's a lot of good quotables. And when I say good quotables, I mean in terms of quality and in terms of actual substance. Um, I text you this week, I listened to this album, and I finally get to listen to the Lupe Fiasco album. Oh wow. And Brandon, how refreshing this week was to listen to two great albums both might make it in my top 10 actually speak about substance yeah <laughs> like I, I don't want to be negative against like the genre or like over assume like oh rap just talks about stealing and yada 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 and all these yeah, wrong all stereotypes that people man. make right it's the reason all, why all crime these wrong happens. stereotypes. <laughs> What's that? You think poverty and exposure to lead paint during the crucial development <laughs> years of a child have something to do with crime? No, it's rap. No, Pull no, your no. pants it up. It is rap. That's exactly. Fox News. <laughs> exactly. So it's stuff like that where it's like, okay, like it's nice to finally sit down and listen to Lupe Fiasco talk about the GDs and Crips and other stuff <laughs> and have SZA talk about like actual real like love Feelings. emotions stuff yeah. that people don't talk about <laughs> so um this is this is one of the ones which like there's a lot of quotables where I'm like I felt that I like that yeah uh so you you like used you like used a lot I used grew on me yeah I do it was understand. Your favorite song? No, 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 not at all. It was not my favorite song. Um, you love it. All right, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like Don Toliver's chorus, but it wasn't his best. But SZA still pushed through. So this, I guess, would be a wallpaper one for me. But I, w- I would never like skip it or anything. How do you feel about it? Ooh. Say that one more time. How do you feel about this song? Uh, used? I thought it was fine until the Don Tolliver feature. Okay. You know? And, yeah. like, the Don Tolliver feature, like, don't get me wrong, I don't think it was, like, crazy awful. But it was just, it was kind of a buzzkill for me. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay, how, how about Snooze? Because I think Snooze is big. Yeah, I liked Snooze a lot. I thought it was definitely like one of the, I don't know. If, I'm trying to remember. The true R and B. Yeah, like it's like one of the chiller, more R and B songs, right? I listened to the album yeah. once. Cut me a break. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no snooze. I remember liking this run up of songs, snooze to Ghost in the Machine really well, and yes. Gone Girl, Smoke on Smoke on My Ex Back, Ghost in the Machine, and F Two F are probably the four songs I've listened to the most. It is. The probably best four run, the Gone Girl into the F to F, yeah, um, are probably the four best songs, besides like Special in my opinion, and Low, um, 
I think Ghost Machine is the best song on the album. Really? I agree. Um, Gone Girl is like a wake-up call, in my opinion. It's just like, you might actually lose somebody. That part of love was super impactful. Um, Nobody Gets Me, I think, is like an anthem <laughs> for so many like younger black females that like are the main core base or core fan base of SZA, I want to say. Yeah. Um, that is like an anthem for them. Special is like an anthem for them. Like, I know that applies to so many, like, people that I know, and they've even said it already since the album came out. Um, so, like, that, this whole middle part is <laughs> amazing. And one of the best runners of songs of the year. Mm. It really is. Yeah. It, it really just... Because Gone Girl and Ghost in the Machine are probably tied for my favorite. I also really like Special and Shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, that Phoebe Bridgers, that Phoebe Bridgers feature is fantastic. She's a hell of a singer. Yes, she killed it. You know, like her music is a little bit more. It's a little too angsty, white girl, for my taste. But she, she's talented as fuck. Oh, undeniable. Ugh. Um. So let's talk about nobody gets me because I, I think this is interesting. This is the yeah. one that is. Was this the one that you thought was like more countryish? Um, let me double check. Hold yeah, on. Go ahead. Do your thing. Do your thing, player. Let's see. Uh, yes, more towards, like, the actual influence of country. Of course, it's not, like, straight country, but it has more influences around it, I want to say. So, to me, I feel like this is very 90s singer-songwriter vibe. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like, obviously this doesn't apply to SZA, but very white girl with acoustic guitar kind of vibe. Yes. A lot of people were saying Miley Cyrus. Honestly, like, I, I would not say Miley Cyrus, because not out of hate for Miley Cyrus, I just feel like someone I can't. It's not really a genre I listen to, so I don't have names locked and loaded. But it, mm-hmm. it was a really. I, I didn't like it as much as F two F, and I know that that's kind of a hot take. I know a lot of people like Nobody Gets Me a lot better than F two F, but I thought as far as like the stuff that's really pushing her sounds, I thought this really really worked. But I just wanted maybe just a different song in this style. Okay. Yeah. And the other thing is that I just don't think it's very country-ish. You know, I don't hate that people call it country because it's a good song. Great song, even. But mm-hmm. it's just I don't necessarily see it being all that country. That's fair. I mean, to be honest, I have no basis or experience with country, so... <laughs> Me, me saying that is because it's acoustic guitar and it actually is a slower track. Um, obviously, the top is just not something you would normally hear <laughs> in a country song. Um, but to, believe it or not, that's one of the more streamed songs. I, I think the message behind it is one of the most like positive out of all the albums or yeah. out of all the songs in this album. Um, and I know I remember on the release date, I think she was live Instagram 
um, with Lizzo, because I think Lizzo is actually the producer of that song. Yeah. And they were like in tears, basically. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's a really, really good song. Mm. Yeah, it, it really, really is a quality song. So how do you feel? Because we're kind of getting towards the later ends of the yeah. album. Yeah. I, I feel like there's there's a couple songs of wallpaper and then it's kind of a slam bang finish. Yeah, I was gonna say because in, in reality you have a Travis Scott feature, which is a different Travis Scott. It's a very different vibe for Travis Scott. I enjoyed it. Right. I like this song. Uh, yeah. Very different vibe for Travis Scott, but that's what I want from him right now. So mm-hmm. I know him and Ziz have been on tracks before, but this sounds unique to me. This is different than their other tracks for sure. Yeah, like Absolutely. what was the other one? Like Doves or something? Um, it was on. Was it on Control? It was definitely on Control. Hold on, Doves in the Wind or something like that. Doves in the No, no, no. That's Kendrick. Love Galore. Love it's Galore. Travis. There we go. Yeah, and that Jesus is the most streamed song of album <laughs> by <laughs> Landshot. Um, but yeah, I, I think that he provides a nice little color to it. The ending kind of tells off. You throw in all the singles that release throughout the actual promotion, and then you have a forgive list. And you said this is one of your highlights, right? Yeah, I would say so. Trying to remember. Well, what we should do then? Should we just give it the grading? Yeah, let's give it the grade. Well, right. actually, let's 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 talk one about one last thing, right? Yeah. Where, assuming that the answer is still making music, uh, where do you think SZA goes from here? Because this is like scorched earth for her style. Like she really put her whole self into this album. So I'm just like thinking, like. This is going to be an amount of music I'm listening to on repeat probably until this time next year. Mm-hmm. Or at least incorporated into what I listen to. Um, what do you think like would be the best thing for her to do going forward? I don't think she should specialize in a certain style. Um, she has proved that she can do a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that she should limit it towards a certain one generic style. I think her having variety and showing her range in what she can do yeah. actually benefits her more than just having like a really, really good like straight R and B. I would rather have like a really good like everything instead. A jack of all trades in a sense. Personally, I would like that. Yeah. Um she needs to be more consistent if she is. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. This is a fantastic album. Yeah. This would be a staple to the year, but it's not, not five years. Yeah, she's not. I don't know. I'm not I'm not bummed about a five year wait for this album. Uh, you know, it I doesn't think you know it's the exposure. Kind of, I think what's kind of interesting is I think it's kind of like the opposite of the Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, even though I think it kind of arrives in the same place in that I'm totally fine and satiated with this being the only album five, five year years. Wait. Yeah. 
Uh, it's tough. It's tough. I, I, I see where you're yeah. coming from. Like, I'm not against it. Like to me, but she's going to have to be more consistent. I, don't, I would not describe it as a consistency thing. And I, I'll be honest. Like I'm wondering if she's now in this caliber of artist who I, we just have to accept that this is, my, this is just how it is. You know? I, I think I think she already is. Yeah, yeah I, I guess think that's she true. kind of is, right? And, yeah, she already is. Yeah. And, like, I, I think about Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, and don't get me wrong, incredible album. We'll be talking about it in a couple weeks. Uh, but there is something to be said about how it's, all the songs have so many good, strong emotions that, like, I just don't listen to them. Like, when was the last time you listened to Mother I Sober? Uh, I don't know the last time I really listened to yeah, anything. Yeah, when was the last time? Yeah, <laughs> yeah when was the last time you listened to Anti Diaries? Like, don't get me wrong, dope yeah, songs, dope songs. But like, do you like? You I'm know, gonna play that on purpose. Yeah, I don't play that on purpose, but it does have that depth to it. Well, it's like and okay, this you, is, it's a deeper message here. I get why it took five years. Yeah. And I, I think this is the opposite, whereas this is, has, like, intense replayability. And, sure, it doesn't have, like, that extra layer that Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers have, but is it as, you know, I think it's equivalent. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's not bad that it's not as deep. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't need to be over, because all the emotion makes it deep. That's what makes it like actually hit home. Yeah, you don't. It's, it's a lot of times in the in hip hop, the genre that like we follow the most. The concept comes out of a lot of wordplay and just a lot of wording. You have to tell that story through the actual music. Um, example is Jid. We literally like has so much to say that you start to get the concept. Whereas this is just like it's pure emotion. Like if. <laughs> If you get out of a relationship this year and this album came out for you, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, just just helped you. Really good one. Yeah. Yeah. All right, now let's do our grades. What do you what are you thinking? Um I'm thinking an A A minus, if I'm being honest. I think it has classic potential. I don't think it's a classic right off the bat quite yet. Um everything flows very well. It is, in a sense, kind of lengthy. Some of that wallpaper singles could have been taken out, in my opinion. But yeah. Besides that, great overall. Yeah, I, I'm giving it an A minus too. Like mm-hmm. a a staple of the year, absolutely could be showing up in my t- top ten of the year list. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my th- I guess my thing is, I feel like. SZA is just so talented, and her talent rings so true on this entire album. It's like, okay, like, what if she was just, like, a little bit more focused? Like, this could be even better. Yeah, maybe right? just do more into that one genre. Not even, like, one genre. Not that one genre, but... but just, like, nice. not as long and sprawling. I don't think it's meandering, right. but I do think it's sprawling. It's very experimental. <laughs> I, I don't know about experimental, but it definitely just goes a lot of different ways. Mm. So that's my thing. It's just like, I, I give it an A minus just because I definitely think there's room for SZA to be even better just because I think she has that kind of talent. Yeah. What? All right. Are we, uh, 
Are we going to do our recommendations? Get out of here? Yeah. Um, are you ready? Yeah, I'll start. So, I want I want to start off with... Hmm. That's interesting. Okay, I'm going to start off with the, the non-hip-hop song I'm going to recommend this week. Uh, okay. Which I want to recommend just... Just a, a early 2000s white person banger. You sent me this TikTok of Panic at the Disco. And like, I did. That, sh- that song, it's... Uh, I forget Certified. The What's the name of the song? Like, I Write Sins, Not Tragedies? Certified Classic. Everybody Certified. in every culture realizes how good that song is. Yes. And there was an FD Signifier video I watched a couple of, a, a couple of months ago where he kind of talks about how there's like this death of white music and how like in the early 2000s you had bands like Blink-182 and Sum 41 that were cool and like with it and like everyone liked them. Were most of their fans white? Sure. But they probably had about as many black fans as like 50 Cent had white fans, you know, mm-hmm. at that time period before he super blew up. Uh, so I'm recommending the song My Own Worst Enemy by Lit just an absolute early 2000s American Pie style pop punk classic okay what have I heard this before do you think I've heard this before I bet if you hear the chorus you'd be like I've heard this before there, I, I feel like the kind I feel like the kinds of movies this would be in you have seen okay yeah but- I bet you'll 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 recognize it. All right. Well, what I'll do then for my first one, um, I'm just gonna open up with the banger. If I'm being honest, do you remember the song "Rubbing Off the Paint" by Namir? I do. That's gonna be my first song. Jesus Christ! <laughs> the quality. That's gonna be my the first quality. <laughs> I don't know. I think I was watching a TikTok and it did like that edited opener where it's like opens up with SpongeBob. This song bangs, man. This song's good. So good. So good. Absolutely fantastic. All right. What's your second one? Okay. So my second one, uh, I'm gonna be recommending. For Rank Lucas by Benny the Butcher and Freddie Gibbs. Ooh. This pure, pure just crack cookery, if you, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Like, and it's not often you get those, uh, or you get Freddie Gibbs working with them. This was before the beef. Ah, I see, I see. Yeah, this was before the beef. So they were actually, like, as I was listening to this song, I looked it up. They were gonna have a full fledged collab album. Yeah. And then the beef happened because Freddie Gibbs made fun of Benny getting shot. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Listen, he's a comedian. Like he, yeah. Um, unfortunately we're not too surprised. Yeah. <laughs> All right, bet. What I'm gonna do next then. Another classified banger. I found a list of songs that Timberland produced. And like he really did miss. Pretty much all of them are classics in my opinion. One that stood out to me, Justin Timberlake featuring TI, My Love. Oh. This song is so good. Bro. That's a really good <laughs> song. song. Is so no, that song's good. so good. No, like, like, like here's the thing. Anyone Justin, would love here's this the song. Thing. When Justin Timberlake hits, he hits. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I the the hate train that came for Justin Timberlake's music 
because you released that really bad Man of the Woods album. Um, absolutely wild. He makes gr- that song incredible. Incredible song. Incredible yeah. production, whole thing. I agree 100%. <laughs> like, when he hits, he hits. It's no die. No denying it at all. Hmm. All right. All What's right. Your last one? My last one. This is my cool one. So I've been doing a lot of reading and writing this week, as I always do. Hmm. And, you know, this is a little bit more creative. So I, I can't listen to a lot of music that have a lot of lyrics front and center because it's very hard to write when, you, when you're listening to lyrics. Okay. Uh, but I still want like, some hip-hop vibes. But I went back, I listened to a classic, a classic uh producer album uh so i listened to jay dilla's donuts wow and i'm gonna be recommending the song don't cry the entire song is just a chopped up version of a 70s soul song like there's no original instrumentation it's all just chopped up samples from the same song and it is insane how cohesive it sounds absolutely insane jay dilla was a production genius. Okay. Bet. Yeah. Yeah, I knew that one should be less. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Okay, bet. Um, what I'm gonna do then? Mine is also, or my mine is much much older. Um, I, I would say, have you heard of the Far Side? Ooh, yeah, definitely sounds familiar. Yeah. This is from an album out in 1992. The song is passing me by. I promise you, I know off the like the title of the song, no one is going to know this song. If you click and play Pass Me By within 15 seconds, I guarantee it's just one of those classic hip hop beats. You've yeah. heard it everywhere nonstop. Yeah, that's that's a classic. That's undeniable. It's just the Oregon that comes into it. It's really good. It's really good. Oh my god. Oh, well. We made it. That's an episode, my friend. Thank you again, everybody. We love you. Thanks, everybody. Well, I ordered wings. I'm going to go eat wings. Go eat your wings, bro.